This episode is sponsored by AbleNow, tax advantage savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities. Ready to learn more about Able accounts? With AbleNow's live webinars and other online educational resources, you'll discover the advantage of Able accounts and the National AbleNow program. Learn directly from experts who can answer your questions about this groundbreaking financial tool that's available to eligible Americans with disabilities in all 50 states. Register for an upcoming webinar and learn more about AbleNow accounts at ablenow.com. Hi, I'm Abilene Now. And I'm Jordan. And you're listening to another episode of The Accessible Stall. Emily, I've just discovered a brilliant YouTuber. Like just now? Discovered just a now. brilliant YouTuber? Yes. Okay, enlighten me. I'm always looking for things to watch. His name is Mr. Beast. You may have heard of him. <laughs> I'm making a joke, but actually what we're about to talk about was the first and probably only Mr. Beast video that I will ever and have ever watched. No offense to him. Like, it was my first time. I'm pretty sure that the three minutes of it that I watched when you just told me about it 10 minutes ago is the only Mr. Beast content I have ever watched. And I'm sorry to tell you that from now on, your YouTube feed will have nothing but his face in it. I already get advertisements from him. Like, first 5 million viewers to my channel get $1,000. Anyway... Why are we talking about some random super famous YouTuber? Because he did a thing about disability, kind of. He cured a thousand people of blindness. Okay. Okay. I think we have a lot to unpack here. <laughs> oh, she said the thing. Air horn noise here. I will say, when I first saw the title of the video, I was like, you can't do that. And then I remember that, like, cataracts is a thing and it's also according to the video but it's probably also true because it it you know everyone knows somebody with cataracts it's like the number one cause of blindness and vision loss in the world hold on can you back up because i think it's important that we don't make our listeners go watch this video and just kind of give like a quick overview of what it is and then we can dive into why we're talking about it oh yeah okay so um in the video Mr. Beast, who is known for amazingly entertaining uh, charity-filled videos, did this thing where he gathered up a thousand people around the world and cured them of cataracts by paying for cataract surgery in developing nations, but more importantly, and to the point of this episode, the United States of America. Well, now. Okay, All right, where do we start here? Because there's a couple of threads, and obviously, first and foremost, the one that we need to talk about as good disabled people, TM, is the curing narrative. Yeah, it's, you know, it's there. You know, I'm at an age where, and this is another, it's funny because of our talk the other day, but I'm at an age where, like, if you offered me a cure for what I got, I'm like, yeah, give it to me. And if you, I don't mean you, Emily, I mean, like you listener are, don't agree with that or, you know, how, how, wherever you fall on that spectrum, I respect you. I've been through it all. (laughs) The, you know, disability and cures are like a weird thing in our world because the rest of the world is like, well, I don't know. I'd rather be dead. So I don't understand why you wouldn't cure it. Okay. So I 
feel like in our gazillion plus previous episodes, we must have talked about this. I'm sure we've talked yeah, about we have. our feelings on cures. But my feeling is I don't want a cure in the sense that I want you to fix my disability. But if tomorrow I could wake up without chronic pain, I, I would be I thrilled. I think I said the exact same thing. That's really cool. Yeah. 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 That's it. Like, I'm fine with myself as a disabled person. I am not objecting to having a disability. What I object to is the fact that existing in this body is exhausting. And if someone was like, mostly not your fault, too, it's like everything around you. Right. And I mean, really, if you really want to talk about cures, I'd rather you cure ableism and inaccessibility and maybe fix that instead of fixing me. But Put that on a shirt with a pink ribbon. Just like. <laughs> you could give me all the ramps in the world and my body would still hurt. So yes. I think and this perhaps is another episode, but I, I think there is a difference, though when you cure something that is curable and like well stuck, like this is not a new novel thing. This is cataract surgery. I think that's a little different than like curing someone of a chronic disability they were born with, especially if you didn't do it when they were born, assuming you could, assuming it was possible. That's the other thing. If it's impossible, like what I got, you can't cure, right? Like that's why it's very easy for me to say, like, of course I would take it because it will never happen. There's definitely nuance here in the sense that you and I have particularly complex disabilities and there is no quick fix surgery. And so my feelings on cures are very complicated. And I think that I'm never going to come to a full conclusion on that because like you said, it's not possible. So I just think we needed to get that out of the way before we actually dive into the crux of the video. Well, okay, actually, I changed my mind again because good disabled people, TM, also need to talk about the inspiration narrative and the charity narrative before we get to the problem that I know you actually want to talk about. You're absolutely right. We have to. I said this to Emily before we started recording, like, this is not what I'm upset about, even though uh, this is something that would normally upset me. Uh, the reason that the the charity porn, I'm doing air quotes, um, the re- and it is charity porn, but the reason why it doesn't bother me in this case is because he is known to be a very philanthropic person. And he's never made it, he, he's never been shy about the fact that he's doing this for money so he can give away more money. I'm not saying that that makes it better. But I am saying I, I I respect somebody who's never like really hidden that as opposed to like someone pretending they're just in it for the good, you know, and some people might be. But like a lot of a lot of them, are, you know, aren't. And that's just the way it is. Philanthropy is such a complicated thing because I saw a tweet from Mr. Beast pointing out the fact that people complain that people who have a lot of money should give that money away. So then he gives that money away and then people get mad at him. Yeah, it's, I, I, I don't, I'm not smart enough to solve that problem, but I am smart enough to recognize that it is a problem. And when you, you know, connect it and mix it with disability and all of the complexities that that has by itself, it's just this mess 
uh, that we would be remiss if we didn't at least acknowledge. Right. And it's really challenging to talk about wealth distribution without recognizing, you know, all of the good that can come from philanthropy, but also recognizing that when someone is like, well, I'm going to use all this money to cure a disability, it's essentially saying, I think something's wrong with you and we should probably fix that. And I have money, so I'm going to fix that. And again, complicated because this is cataracts. This is something that is indeed very fixable. But I have always really struggled with philanthropy's idea that what they should do with their money is eliminate disability rather than create a more equitable world. I completely agree, but like I, it is complicated because to me it depends on what it is, and for whatever reason, to me, in my with my personal beliefs, like I feel like cataracts falls into a category that I'm way more okay with than if philanthropy as a whole decided tomorrow they would put every cent they had into finding a cure for Larson syndrome. Like I, that would bother me a lot, and you know. Yeah, I guess there's a difference between, for example the muscular dystrophy association telethons that are like look at these poor crippled children please donate now they have no lives please save us from our misery you know like that was a whole thing in and of itself whereas it's like cataract surgery we're just gonna help you out a little bit here you go live your life and 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 that brings me to like my main problem with the video is the, like the re- I was so fired up about this from the moment this video came out because my issue with it is like, why are we letting people with a totally curable situation just like be there and not help them? Like, what is that? <laughs> that's not acceptable. That is Kyle, that's called capitalism not, and the American health system. The, it's a joke. And like, I know that we don't both. I know that we both know it's a joke. And I also know that everybody listening to this knows it's a joke. But like there is something like like cartoonishly evil about the fact that like a young man with more money than God had to be the person. He's not the problem. But I'm just saying, like, why is that his responsibility? Why is that any one person's responsibility? It's just it's I do not agree with that. It's like a societal structural problem that. That, that just needs to be fixed. I don't think it's Mr. Beast's job. I don't think it's my job. I don't think it's your job. I do think it's all of our job. And yes, today it's cataracts, but tomorrow it could be something else that we all agree is bad. Like, I don't know, COVID or something. Actually, I hadn't thought about that until just now. But yeah, how about some of these philanthropists put their money where their mouth is and do something about COVID? Oh, wait. <sighs> my issue really is with like the way we do healthcare here. But the reason why this video really, like, kind of touched me is because, like, the cataracts is just one extremely preventable problem that we just let people live with who don't have money. There's it, it is not the only one. It's the same thing with access to insulin, for example. Mm-hmm. It's ex- yep, yeah, exactly. Insulin is something that saves people's lives, and yet here we are being like, "Ooh, sorry." You can't afford it? 
oh, we don't really care. Guess yeah, we'd rather you just die. Saving. Right? Yeah, it's, it's fine. We don't need you. And I was telling yeah. Emily, too, like, even if you are a very conservative person, and even if all you care about is your bottom line, your ROI, statistically blind people are, like, the most unemployed disabled people that there are. My fiance knows the statistics. It's like 80%. So I'm like, don't quote me on the number, but she, she'll correct me and we'll put it in the show notes. It's a very high number, even among us. Why wouldn't you want them to be able to like work and, you know, to contribute to the economy if you're that kind of person? I have a counterpoint to that, but I know that you're trying to be conservative here when you're saying this. I, I'm um, not a conservative, so I don't I know. My, you're not. I'm, I'm trying my best. My, well, my counterpoint to that conservative take is that blind people can absolutely contribute to the economy without they having sure to can. solve blindness as though it is a problem. When I the completely problem, agree. I know you do. When the problem is, in fact, that we perpetuate inaccessibility and a lack of inclusivity in our workplaces, and then we blame it on disabled people for not getting jobs. What if we did both things? You mean like provided proper health care for people and also employed people? Yeah. And like, you know, remove all those barriers too already. You know, one at a time. Doesn't have to be happen overnight. That's unrealistic. <laughs> Doesn't, you know, one 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 institution at a time until eventually. I'm we... sorry. Everything you said sounds a little too utopian for me. But it isn't though. I just feel like that's like utopia for me would be like, oh, we've we've moved past the need for money. I'm just asking for like a world that doesn't put you and I at like a structural disadvantage that we didn't ask for, didn't want, and are just doing our best to make it. <laughs> and like, this isn't really about Mr. Beast, right? It's just about how it's about how charity in America, like we as America, we, all of us, we like to feel like the heroes. We like to feel like the good guys. We all do. It's in our, it's literally in our, we're from the moment we're born, you know, our doctors slap us on the butt and we're like, you're in the greatest country on earth. God bless you. And <laughs> we like, we like to feel good. But when it comes to like systemic change, it's like, oh, I can't do that. That might help someone. I hate that. <laughs> you know, it's, that's just who we are. And it, it boggles my mind. I'm not saying I'm not a part of it too. I'm just saying, like, when I really sit and think about it, it's weird. <laughs> so um, on that note, now a word from today's episode sponsor. This episode is sponsored by AbleNow, tax advantage savings accounts for eligible individuals with disabilities. Ready to learn more about Able accounts? With AbleNow's live webinars, you'll discover the advantages of Able accounts and the National AbleNow program. Hear directly from experts as they answer all your questions about this groundbreaking financial tool for people with disabilities. On the AbleNow website, you'll also find past webinars available on demand, as well as saving tips to maximize your money on the AbleNow blog. These free resources will help you understand the ins and outs of tax-advantaged AbleNow accounts. Learn how AbleNow is helping eligible individuals in all 50 states save for the future without endangering certain disability benefits such as Medicaid and SSI. Feel prepared to start investing in your future with AbleNow. Register for an upcoming webinar and learn more about AbleNow accounts at AbleNow.com. Actually, that was just me taking a moment because I needed to process the visual of getting... <laughs> slapped on the butt and welcomed to America. But look, in all seriousness, I think 
what I struggle most with is the fact that I have two narratives that are completely at odds with each other, where on the one hand, I'm like, we have a horrible healthcare system that's not helping people. And on the other hand, I'm like, we have a horrible mindset that's assuming that we need to cure everyone. And so I'm having trouble juxtaposing those two viewpoints and processing exactly how I feel about the concept of philanthropy for a cure. And that's basically just me summing up everything I've been thinking about this whole episode. I'm not even like in the cure everybody camp. I'm just like cure people who like would like to be cured. It doesn't have to cure everybody. I don't, you know what I mean? Doesn't don't cure anyone that doesn't want to be cured. I'm just saying like I don't like the fact that there is a cure. It today it's cataracts. Tomorrow it could be something I don't know, like asthma or something. I don't know. Put whatever it, you dear listener, whatever your most annoying health problem is, that is a common thing. Like Whoa, would you like a list? Yeah, but that's my point. I got a list. Like I'm I know that we're talking about like disability because this is something that can lead to blindness and like we're good disabled people and you know disabled lives are worth living. Yeah, that's all true. But like it's curable. I'm not saying that that means that you have to do it, but the option I think should just be there without having to like bankrupt you. I just if you want it. I think that's what it comes down to. You should have the option to have access to it. I think that we can get a little militant as disabled people and be like, absolutely everyone should be totally fine with every part of their body and not change a single aspect of it. And then at the same time, we can be militant in the sense that we're like, everybody should have access to great healthcare and should be able to do whatever they want to their bodies. And it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) Have it both ways, I guess. I mean, you know, I say that, but then I think like, how much money did I spend fixing my teeth last year? It's like, it's an amount that I'm, I don't want to say out loud. It's, it's a very like, you know, it's, it's weird because it doesn't feel hypocritical to me, but I guess if, if I'm being like as logical as possible, yeah. Like you don't want to change yourself. Sure. Okay. That's a good, that's a good, like moral message. That's a good starting point. That's a good, like root of belief, but like, there are some things you like, you look in the mirror and you're like, I don't like that. And like for some people, you know, for me, it was my teeth. For, for those thousand people in the Mr. Beast video was the fact they couldn't see. It's fixable. Right. And I don't think it was like, oh, I don't like that. It's like, oh, we live in a society that is not making it easy for me to function. So therefore, I would yeah. like this fixed. Exactly. Well, yeah, like I can't, to be fair, like I can't get in their head and, and t- tell like why they wanted it. It could be that it could be like, I just didn't like the fact that I couldn't see it could be anything. We we're good. You know, we have to put on our disability ads because that's what we do here. But the problem is that we're fixing people and we're not fixing systems. That's exactly it. This is what we, we always take way too long to get to the, no, no, no. this is a record though. This is only 19 minutes. That's exactly it. It's, It's the same thing with the plastic straw. It's like, oh, you want to ban the plastic straw to put the onus on recycling of the individual when really the, the the problem with like carbon emissions is caused by like seven companies that contribute like 80 to 90% of this issue and it's and we have to throw away our damn plastic straws? Or pre-peeled fruit, anyone? <sighs> Man, like, you know, you, you always have I'm that. Sorry. You, you can, I no, just, but you're it's right. Because it's always in my back pocket. I literally today was talking to my mom 
And uh, she was asking me if I wanted something like pre-sliced that she was planning on sending with me to my apartment because she is nothing if not the Jewishest of mothers. And I love it. Yeah. So we were talking about like, how do we do it in a way that's the least wasteful? And then she brought up something about like, Oh, you know, I think I need to give you a a vegetable peeler for the kitchen. And I was like, what vegetables am I going to peel? And she was like, carrots. And I was like, no, I'm going to buy baby carrots because I don't have the dexterity to sit there and peel a freaking whole carrot. Anyway, this is a total tangent. But once again, pre-peeled fruit wins the day because the problem is not the people who need pre-peeled fruit. The problem is that companies have not come up with options for sustainable biodegradable packaging. Companies are the ones who are creating all of the waste. It's not my fault that I have a hard time peeling a carrot. You're going to have to do so much bleeping, but I'm just right. like. No, but it's the exact fix same the thing. Fix the systems. Fix the systems. It was hard to get to the end of that. I, it was a very like hollow feeling because at the same, you know, on the one hand, like, yeah, cool. A thousand people can see again. And look, he gave a lot of them money and cars and all kinds of cool stuff. Like, that's great. On the other hand, God, like. It's a, it's a YouTuber. It's not like he's even a doctor. He just like funded a doctor. Right. It really bums me out because it's a reminder that we do not have adequate transportation. We do not have adequate healthcare. We do not have adequate employment opportunities. We do not have adequate education opportunities. I mean, the, the list goes on. But I just think about the fact that I would love to live in a world where people could get their cataracts fixed if they wanted to but they could also live with it because they decided it's fine and the world is accessible to them so it's not actually an obstacle could not agree more i just and i know i've said this a bunch but it's this is not about the cataracts (laughs) this you know that was just the example in the video this but you're right you're absolutely 100 right yeah so i don't know i have such a hard time also Also, while I'm thinking about this, yes, this points to a systemic issue. We haven't even really talked about it from an entertainment perspective, though. And I recognize that Mr. Beast is the type of YouTuber, I think, who, like, does things in an entertainment format, you were saying, so that he can earn money to then put the money back into it. Yes. But I also take issue with the fact that our social problems have become entertainment. It's the same thing to me as when you see an article go viral about someone's GoFundMe and it's like, I think it's disgusting that they needed a GoFundMe. Perfect example was there was a town that rallied around uh, a young boy who needed a wheelchair accessible vehicle and his friend started a GoFundMe campaign for the family and got everyone to contribute money so he could have a wheelchair accessible vehicle. And my freaking question is, why do wheelchair accessible vehicles need to be so cost prohibitive that we have a cute little feel good story at the end of the six o'clock news that his friend in elementary school raised money for him with a GoFundMe? Like, is that nice? Is he a good friend? Yes. But like, 
it's it's right up there with like the same thing but it's like student lunch debt which is something that should not that those words should not exist in that order <laughs> it's like yeah good ah, for you for doing me. that you should see me and Kyle right now because we're like so worked up about this that like while he's talking, I'm like gesticulating wildly. And while I'm talking, he's like gesticulating wildly. This is the wildly. most awake we've been in a, in a long time. <laughs> like this, and this it is. is. 10.30 at night. This is, this is, it's just because it's so, like you just want to shake a politician. It's like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you actually doing? Yeah. Just completely preventable. Oh, you know something else I saw on Twitter the other day? Because apparently we're just complaining about systems now. Uh, there was a sign posted somewhere um, saying that an employee was ill and had used all of her PTO days but still oh needed God. time off for treatment. And would other employees in the building consider donating PTO days to her? And I was like, how about... You just let this employee have some time off instead of like like, forcing other people to give up their time off. Honestly, like I would. I just want to tell you that I wanted to. I know you know, but like I would donate some, but I shouldn't have to. That is not my job. An employee, like it's their job. It's horrible. It's, it's, that is so, I, I, yeah, it's, it's dystopian. Like I just hate it. It's not a feel-good story. I mean, like, and and that's the other thing, too. It's the way the media perpetuates. And this is Mr. Beast, too. He's media, right? It's, they make it like it's a feel-good thing. And, like, yes, curing people of something that they wanted to be cured of does make you feel good. Yes. Okay. (laughs) But the fact of the matter is, like, why? why? Why does it have to be that way? There's so many steps for it to be that way. Than it would be to just be like, hey, I have cataracts. Can you get a surgery again and remove? Thank you. This surgery is paid for by your taxes. Wow. I'm glad I pay those. Thank you. That's it. That's what it should be. As I think about all the taxes that I'm about to pay to get hey, what from society exactly? Uh, roads and a big military. <laughs> like, cool. I love war and crumbling infrastructure. They're my two favorite Please. things. Man, I'm so worked up now. It's isn't it awful? It's also okay. One other thing that I'm thinking is how often when people like us critique stories like these, we end up having people calling us bitter. Ugh. No, it's not. Yeah, like I, it's a he did a good thing. For people that wanted him to do it. It's not about that. Just think out. It's It does not exist in a vacuum. It's a product of the society that we live in. The, that is the problem. I just think about all the times that I have been called a killjoy or someone who is like, yeah. yeah, or like I'm incapable of appreciating somebody else's happiness. And like, I'm not going to take that happiness away from you. Great. Cool. But at the same time, I also don't want to perpetuate the message that we should feel comfortable with this or that this should be the norm because it's not. It's I feel that kind of way when we, we've talked about disability in the news to death, but I feel like when this is a uh, show about disability, of course we have. <laughs> I feel that kind of way when like it's like three guys at a bachelor party and the 
bachelor the person getting married is in a wheelchair and so they like lift him up so he can you know dance or something like i bet man that's a good group of friends and i bet he feels great why am i watching it why you film it <laughs> i mean yeah like i'm i'm i'm, oh I'm honestly i'm part of the problem because like i watched that i'm like i'm glad i watched that wow he said he looks like he has a good group of friends wow i'm so glad i saw it like truly but then i'm like wait a minute like no i'm not that should that's an intimate moment between you and your friends that's like a super personal thing that i'm honestly kind of glad i saw but i shouldn't have seen it's yeah or business. like yeah the whole narrative of like look at these amazing friends aren't they such good people for doing this thing for this person and it's like okay maybe in the moment the person was happy I'm glad for that person. I don't want to take that person's happiness away. But what I do want people to understand is that this doesn't need to be a newsworthy thing. Like, friends were good to friends. More at 11. Like, come on. I appreciate feel-good news. But, like, I will never... I, 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 It feels like a missed opportunity not to bring up the fact that, like, a lot of them aren't, number one. And number two is, like, they're, they're, the, there's reasons why we feel good when we watch them. Right. Is because we recognize something is wrong and that something is being done about the thing. And, and you know, what we like to do. Right. And what we're doing now is saying, like, OK, but like, what if it was just like that all or most of the time? Like, also, we need to flip our perception of what's wrong. Like, I can't believe I hadn't I, brought yeah. this up yet, but. When you're watching, for example, those videos where a baby gets a cochlear implant and you see the baby, quote unquote, hearing for the first time, but they're actually just getting a bunch of like mechanical garble into their head um, and you see the baby's reaction and everyone's like weeping because it's like, oh, my God, the baby can hear. And it's like, yeah, because you thought something was wrong with that person because they couldn't hear, you know, like we need to flip the script a little bit. It's, it's but like it's funny that you say that because like th there's as many videos of those as there are about babies getting their first pair of glasses and like seeing something for the first time like seeing their parents clearly i love those <laughs> i do or babies walking i literally was thinking about this the other day because um my neighbor he's like gonna be one and like a half ish soon and he's just starting to walk and I, someone who hasn't walked in years, think it is the cutest thing. And when he stands up and waddles like a little drunk man, I'm like, yay! And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is this like ableist and problematic or are we like excited about it? He reached a developmental milestone. The ableist thing isn't feeling good for him. It's cool when babies do normal stuff. It's, it's, they're figuring stuff out. Like it's, it's cool. <laughs> it, it is, it's cool. I literally looked at my mom as I was like clapping for him and so excited because he was just waddling his little butt off. And I was like, I'm getting so excited about this thing that I cannot do. <laughs> yeah, because it's cool to see so. But like, okay, it's cool to see someone do something you can't do either. That's why everybody watches sports. I mean, I don't. But like when, you know, I'm not that's a bad example. But I'm just saying it's also sports. I know. I know. But like, I'm just saying, like, that's just cool. Like Olympic gymnastics and figure skating, that's cool. That is also that's cool because I can't do that. 
I I'm stealing this from a comedian, but it's it's something that I've submitted. I don't remember who it is, but I there should be a, a benchmark guy at the Olympics in every event, like a, just a normal person just plucked out of the the country they're representing, just so that we could all get a better appreciation for how good those athletes are. Because you know, I don't know. <laughs> like you, you so are you won the like your average Joe who just like falls flat on their face. Oh, no, I mean, they have to be able to like do it without hurting themselves. Oh, okay. But I'm saying like I want a normal person who doesn't train for their entire life up to that point. To all, just as a, just as a perspective, just for perspective. I think we've gone totally off the rails as we usually do. Um, first, we like get to our point about halfway through the episode then we go off on tangents then we bring it back around to final takeaways and that's what we should do now god if there's one thing i want a listener to take away first of all watch the video like don't just listen for our opinion like make your own seriously but if you're like my point for the episode is like there are systemic problems you know when you feel bad about using a straw a single use straw or using a plastic bag or, you know, buying something from Walmart, you know, don't feel guilty. That's not you. That's not your fault. That's not your responsibility. That, you know, those responsibilities should fall on, you know, our corporate overlords in this country, but they don't, but they should. And that should make you feel however it is you want to feel. So yeah, that's my, that's my final takeaway. I just did this to myself today. I had to go to CVS to buy a bunch of stuff and I threw it all in the one reusable tote bag that I had. And that one reusable tote bag was really heavy and unwieldy for me to carry. And so the cashier said, would you like a second bag? We have giant plastic bags. And I was like, no, no, it's okay. I don't want to be wasteful. And so I will just carry everything in this one bag. Could I have made my life easier? Absolutely. Did I? No, because I had some guilty conscience as though me taking one plastic bag from CVS you've, was you ended the earth. <laughs> Although, sorry to I be the one say, to tell you, I also did my part by not letting them print out the receipt. Ooh, which I could have used to wallpaper the apartment. It was so long, and did they I actually not print it out? Or okay, yeah, okay, they didn't print it out. They emailed it to me. Sometimes they, I'll, they'll say, "Do you want a receipt?" and I'll say, "No," and then they have to print it out and they just crumple it up. But if they emailed it, that's that's pretty good. Yeah, no, they gave me the option to have it emailed, which was great. So here I am, like leaving the store, thinking, "Wow, I did my part today because I didn't take the plastic bag and I didn't have my receipt printed out." But like, come on. I am not saving the world over here. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm over here. DC has banned plastic bags forever ago. I have a whole thing of, t not only do I have tote bags more than I could ever need, more than I can give away, <laughs> and a bag of single-use plastic bags ready to be deployed at a moment's notice. When I go to a store, I forget all of that and will refuse to pay the nickel bag fee and will <laughs> instead shove everything into my pockets. Just like an entire gallon of milk, <laughs> 400 eggs. No, I'm not made of money. But like it's, 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 I don't mind paying the nickel. It's a nickel. Like I'm in a, that's a type of privilege that I have. But like still, no, not going to make my life easy. I don't care. Five cents. I don't care. Not going to do it. <laughs> you know what? 
I think in honor of this episode, I'm going to use a plastic straw tomorrow and I'm going to mm-hmm. feel great about it. Yeah. Because you know what they, during that whole straw debate, which is funny now, because like the big one now is like plant-based straws that look and feel like plastic straws. Like they're so good. That's like great. I love that. That solves all of the problems. <laughs> but I remember thinking, and I, st- I still think this, you don't have to listen to this, by the way, guys, but you got to bring your straw. Who's going to bring their straw? If anyone brings their straw to a restaurant, can you please email us? And I just want to know why, like, you bring a straw. Like, you bring your straw from home to a restaurant. Like, your Some metal disabled reusable. people do that. You're, if you're disabled, I anything that I find weird when non-disabled people do it, if you're disabled and you do that thing that I'm saying, I assume you have a very good reason. I'm leaving all of us out of this. We are a group. We have to stick together. Okay, I'm talking. Okay, so are you saying that we are actually the normal ones? Mm, let's not go too far. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't resist. My final takeaway. Disabled people should not require charity and do not require charity and yet we live in a society where we are put constantly in positions that make us feel like we need to be on the receiving end of charity and that is incredibly unjust inequitable and downright frustrating and in my ideal version of society People like Mr. Beast would not have to exist because we would instead have socialized health care. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could still make those hamburgers. Those are pretty good. But like, yeah. He makes some other stuff too, right? Yeah, he does a lot of stuff. I don't know. This is the first Mr. Beast video I've ever seen. So I don't know that. Yeah, me about, too. But like. I know that he's generally regarded as a more all right guy than not. At least for now. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? We're going to be eating our words in like a year. <laughs> That's why I put that there, just in case. Because I could be like, I told you, even though I did not tell anybody. Um, <laughs> this has been a, another episode of The Accessible Soul. Emily, if they want to support the show, where can they go and do that? Patreon.com slash The Accessible Stall. Just $1 or more if you're feeling generous like Mr. Beast a month can help ensure that The Accessible Stall remains what? Accessible at Mr. Beast. Please support our Patreon. (laughs) Can you imagine? Okay, that's... Can everyone help us start a new campaign, please? I would like someone to start a petition for Mr. Beast to support The Accessible Stall. And if he doesn't, he's a very bad person. Just kidding. But like do that though i'm not kidding (laughs) (laughs) um yeah just one dollar a month ensures that all of our current and future episodes and our past episodes we've forgotten before remain accessible so yeah do that if you're willing and able we transcribe all our episodes because we this little old podcast that could believe in providing access for everyone rather than shutting people out Yes. It's weird, so, I know. On that note, thanks so much for listening. And might we say, you look great today. Like, your hair is so good. Absolutely killing it. Please go look in a mirror, if that is in fact accessible to you, and tell yourself that you're sexy. 
because you are. We love you. Bye. Bye.